Welcome to a special edition of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack. In a landmark ruling, the Supreme Court today legalized abortions. In remembrance of the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision, today Andrew continues his interview with Marjorie Dannenfelser, a courageous political ally in the fight for life. A little over 2,000 children die every day. In this hour, 105 children have died. Wow. And now, here's Andrew. You know, one of the things that I believe that's good, Marjorie, is that through this Kavanaugh confirmation process, and not only that, but just since Trump was elected, it's like the Democrats, and again, I know some people are going to think I'm just promoting Republican. I'm promoting Christianity, godly things. But the Democrats used to disguise themselves Mm-hmm. and come out like they're really good and store. They have exposed themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like they've taken off their clothes. You are seeing who mm-hmm. they really are. And <clears throat> I don't think that they have changed. I mm-hmm. think that they have just been disrobed because mm-hmm. they have been uh, passing laws from the bench and changing America against the majority of Americans' wishes for decades through the Supreme Court. And man, when they saw Trump come promising that he was going to put conservatives on, and then when Kavanaugh came up and Gorsuch and stuff, they see their power base eroding. They know what's happening. And they have been stripped. We now see what they're really like. I was in that judiciary hearing, that all day long thing that most of a lot of America watched it gavel to gavel. Mm -hmm. Well, I I was there and the the spiritual uh, weight was oppressive, that that was definitely there. The other thing that I saw um, was that the women who were the ones you're talking about arrived there angry, upset, crying, literally crying before one word was spoken. And, and it was because they were ready to put all of the sins of all of the men of all of history and in their own lives and in future, you know, future men on the head of that one man, that he was going to be the, he was going to be the, you know, the um, one they would burn in effigy to make, yeah. and how that is justice is got nothing to do with God. But you know, I believe that's a smokescreen. Again, mm-hmm. they were just opposed. They would have been opposed to anybody who was a conservative. Because Roe versus Wade is that's, on the line. That's exactly it. And so they made an issue out of something that really wasn't that big of a deal to them. I don't think they cared anything about Dr. Ford. She was nearly as much of a victim as. Kavanaugh was, the fact that they used her and did the things that they did. Let me read these verses. I referred to this on the program yesterday, but uh, let me read these verses out of Deuteronomy chapter 19. And in verse 15, it says, One witness shall not rise up against a man for any iniquity or for any sin, in any sin that he sinneth. At the mouth of two witnesses or at the mouth of three witnesses shall the matter be established. And so Jesus even quoted this. He Mm -hmm. said, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. Paul quoted this. And this was a basis of our judicial system. And this was just thrown out the window, just like you were saying about some of these female senators that came in crying and already had pronounced Kavanaugh guilty before a single thing had been said. That three of them on the... I'll never forget the three in a row on the right, Booker and um, Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris and, uh, and the Hawaiian senator, whose name I have a hard time um, pronouncing, yeah. all said directly to her, before he had spoken, I believe you. I mean, they're, uh, based on what? Not based on corroborating evidence, only based on her word. Somehow, that, that somehow it's pro-woman 
or being an authentic feminist to say no matter what comes out of the mouth of a person if you're a woman has to be believed well doesn't make any sense to anybody this is the way everything is going in our society they're making uh, they're dividing the united states mm -hmm. over race over gender, mm. over same-sex preference and stuff. They are just making these groups. And if I'm not mistaken, you probably would know this better than mm. I do, but Cory Booker mm -hmm. was reading Kavanaugh, the riot act, talking yeah. about abusing women. And hadn't he been convicted of some type of a sexual harassment? He, uh, I don't know that it would ever came to came to uh, conclusion, but there was a lot of corroborating evidence. There was a- More evidence yeah. against him than against yeah. Kavanaugh. And quite a number of other, uh, quite a number of other Democrats without question. And the hypocrisy and, of this yeah. is just unbelievable. Yeah, it is. And the way that people today are just against all police because mm -hmm. some policemen have done something wrong. Yeah. Or yeah. they're against all of these things. It's just, it's just weird. You know, it, it really is fascism. It's how, it and is. it's how in every horrible dystopian book, you know, a book that talks about how horrible the world could be if a certain number of ideas came true. They always are hinging upon um, convicting a person to make a point, not because of the individual crime or individual thing. It's always, if you're like that, you're going to go down, you know, in 1984 and Brave New World and all those. And that is exactly what those people were doing. Um, and I think, I know we, we saw that hysteria. I mean, truly unhinged, almost demonic behavior, just throwing themselves into the doors of the Supreme Court saying, well, tear it down, tear it down. This cannot resonate with the hearts of real America. Even bigger than the issue of Kavanaugh, whether he abused some woman sexually, is the fact that if you are just going to make people guilty because somebody is convincing and comes mm -hmm. out and makes an accusation, beyond the individuals, this would just undo our society. Yeah. If you could have any person mm -mm. totally defamed and overcome without any evidence, matter of fact, all of the evidence that Dr. Ford presented wound up not co corroborating right. her uh, testimony. It was against her yeah. testimony. Well, during that week with all tons and tons of women on the on the Hill and a lot of conversations going on, the one I heard on, on our side the most was deep concern for our sons and our husbands and mm -hmm. brothers that we love, that there could be a time when what you just said would, would be true. And it, I, that can't be. I guarantee there's people that hate me and I got to have people come out and accuse me of anything. And, mm -hmm. and I have. Mm -hmm. And if one witness with no evidence could convi convict a person, you can stop anybody. Oh, yeah. This yeah, is the exact easy. same uh, uh, tactic that they used against Clarence Thomas mm, that's and right. Bork. That's right. It's the exact same tactic. It's, it's not new. So let me continue to read here in Deuteronomy chapter 19 and tell you what happens if a false witness comes out and proves to be a false witness. Look at this. It says in verse 16, if a false witness rise up against any man to testify against him that which is wrong, then both the man between whom the controversy is shall stand before the Lord, before the priest and the judges, which shall be in those days. And the judges shall make diligent inquisition. And behold, if the witness be a false witness and hath testified falsely against his brother, then shall you do unto him as he had thought to have done unto his brother. So shalt thou put the evil away from among you and those which remain shall hear and fear and shall henceforth commit no more any such evil among you. Hmm. That's uh -oh. awesome. That is awesome. Sounds like perjury. <laughs> yeah, and, but you know, perjury is one thing, but yeah. it, 
let's yes. say that just Feinstein, Pelosi, mm-hmm. Booker, uh, and others yeah. who judged Kavanaugh guilty with zero evidence. Yeah. Now, should we do to them what they thought to do to Kavanaugh? Should we displace them? Should we impeach them and get them out of there? That's what the scripture teaches. Well, at a minimum, um, we don't know how these are going to turn out. And this is January, so it turned out somehow. Yeah. But um, there were investigations into who leaked the letter that was supposed to remain private from Dr. Ford. Um, all sorts of things that could be investigated. But definitely there is one group of people that can fire the people that um, that were false accusers, and that is the voters. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let me uh, just say this. I know that there's some Christians watching this that's saying, but you know, you're making a big deal out of this. What does the Bible have to The Bible doesn't say anything about abortion. Uh, have you got scriptures on abortion? No, oh, knit me together in my mother's womb is always on my heart. I, I'm glad you mentioned that. Let me <laughs> let me read this to you. This is in Psalms 139, verse 14 through 16. It says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest part of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance being yet unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. You know, that's a little wordy in the King James. Let me read the NIV. It says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So you know what this is saying is that before we were born in our mother's womb, God knit us together. And God knew us and God wrote in His book what His plans for our life were before we came forth out of the womb. I find that overwhelming that is. and beautiful. I have a daughter with special needs. We've got five. And and the per- she, in another world, um, if Margaret Sanger in Planned Parenthood had uh, grown and flourished even more than they have, might not have made it because she would have been considered the you know, the underbrush, the human weeds that, um, in her words, should have been brushed out. But this one is, uh, who's 19, is uh, got the strongest faith. She's got the strongest character. She's the most joyful person. She has a bigger effect on our family and, and outside our family, including me, than anyone, uh, anyone that I know. So there was such a purpose from her from the beginning of time. And I think each, and if it's true of my child, it's true of every child, no matter the condition, no matter if they're poor, no matter uh, what they look like, the color of their skin, all of it. And that is an overwhelming thought to think that they didn't make it. We are, in a sense, putting ourselves in the place of God when we decide who has a right to live and who doesn't. And so we're going to terminate them because they could grow up in poverty or something like that. It breaks your heart. It's terrible. If it doesn't break your heart, I think about this a lot. It's a problem. You mentioned Margaret Sanger, and I'd like you to just give a little background because there's a lot of Christians that don't have a clue about the origin of Planned Parenthood and what's really going on. So Margaret Sanger um, was the foundress of Planned Parenthood. uh, Hillary Clinton received the Margaret Sanger Award, uh, the left and the... It's appropriate. Yeah, no kidding. Um, they're very proud of her, but what they don't ever communicate is the eugenics roots of Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood. The idea that certain genetic pools need to be eliminated from society. Mm-hmm. 
She and that and it's very much, of course, what Hitler at that time, eugenics was a big deal. Hitler was one of her idols. She That's emulated right. him. She loved Hitler. He used he used her theories and her thoughts to communicate in, in acceptable ways and in such uh, evil <laughs> um, sort of packaged in something good like nationalism or something that sounded good. But um, and, and in reality is so an offense to the dignity of the human being. She um, she called, she said, the best thing you can do to the last child of a, of a large family is to kill it. Um, that, you know, the, uh, it, she, go, she goes on and on ab about, um, about how, uh, basically how to build up the right gene pool and how to eliminate the, eliminate the weak gene pool. And the weak are who, who you think, or who the bullies go for. So at, at the heart of it, Planned Parenthood is a big bully. Um, that's the least of it. They're, they're big bullies deciding, you know, at, at their roots have communicated who gets to live and who doesn't get to live. And really, you know what it kind of comes down to, I think a lot is, and this is when I was very pro-choice, I used to think this, pro-abortion, I used to think this. It's like, there's just too many people around, you know? Not, it's less for me. So let's go kill some. So, you know, they're just... <laughs> There are just too many people. You walk through New York City, and like, oh my gosh, there's just too many people here. It's just this visceral, unkind, at, at the least, at the worst, it's the most arrogant, evil. elitist, evil thing that you can it do. It is pure evil. But that's, that is Planned Parenthood's roots. That's who she was. And they are very proud that she is their founder. And she was against many different groups, but specifically, mm. she included African-Americans, mm -hmm that she started Planned Parenthood to decrease the population because right. she was racist to mm -hmm. the max and she was out to kill black babies. She spoke at KKK um, right. meetings. She yeah. actually mm -hmm. called blacks like weeds. Human that weeds. That needed to be uh, eliminated and pulled out mm -hmm. of our gene pool. She was and going after immigrants all the this time. This is the root of Planned Parenthood. Yeah. If the root is bad, all of the fruit's bad. I think we find that in life all the time, don't we? And also, would you please speak to the fact that Planned Parenthood will say, but we do so much more than abortions, and we do all of this good. Address that. So it is one of the horrible, evil ironies of our culture right now that they gain so much power and that they communicate with what seems like um, cr credibility, and people just believe them. They say, if you eliminate Planned Parenthoods, women won't get the health care they need. Um, it'll be nobody will get mammograms, no one will get basic health care. Well, it is just a lie. We went on the offense on that and communicating it in the in the Congress, um, especially after David Delyden's videos showing the how Planned Parenthood um, traffics in the baby in the body parts, the That's hearts, terrible. the brains, the eyeballs of, of babies being sold. That's so terrible. they so anyway, they we we went on offense and said the truth after after doing a inventory of the whole United States, every single state, for every single Planned Parenthood, there are an average of twenty one community health centers that are more accessible and they're more comprehensive. They don't they they're not just um, uh, re reproductive health care, their, their whole health care for the whole woman and her family. So there are just too many in, in, um, in DC, people always make it the um, pulling down the Washington Monument argument, you know, like when there's a, a bill coming out that, that everybody wants to defeat, the first thing they'll do is tear down the Washington Monument, because that's what people pay attention to. This is the same thing. Th there is no chance that women's health care will suffer mm -hmm. at all when Planned Plus, Parenthood Plan is defunded. Planned Parenthood will tell you that, well, like 60% of their services are non-abortion issues. Mm -hmm. 
But that's a manipulation of oh, facts. Yes. Because what they do is break out counseling and they will say, we counsel. But 99% of their counseling is for abortion. If you go in pregnant, there is a 96% chance that you're going to come out with a dead baby. Yeah. And they will sit here and say, well, we also give uh, medications for this, but most of them are related to abortion. When you look at what all, all of the things that are involved, Planned Parenthood is all about abortion and it is about making money. And mm-hmm. women's health is not going to suffer one bit if Planned Parenthood was shut down. The abortion is uh, another way of looking at it for people who are in businesses. It's it's central to their business model. You take abortion out, you take away a third of their of their more than a third of their funds. Their business model just doesn't work anymore. So while and and we do a study every year of what their services are the one um, the one piece of care that is uh, remains stable is abortion every one of their services otherwise has gone down so you know pap smears um, every other gynecological every single thing has gone down even the contraceptive um, distribution all that's gone down the one thing that's remained stable is abortion and it, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but there's somewhere around 600 Planned Parenthood centers in the U.S. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned 21 mm-hmm. uh, government or social systems to That's right. take up the slack for yeah. every one Planned Parenthood. Yeah. And there's like 2,700 uh, crisis pregnancy centers, That's Christian right. organizations. That's right. So if you look at the map, it's a, it's a very hopeful map. And so the dots that would be 2,700 pregnancy care centers all over the country, the dots that are the community health centers all over the country, kind of basically fills it all in. You can barely see those dots of Planned Parenthood. So it's just the biggest lie. The only service that Planned Parenthood provides that these others don't is abortion. That's right. That's what it is all about. about. And again, correct me if I get these figures wrong, but was was it... uh, 400 and something million dollars in the omnibus bill? That's right. It's almost, almost 500. Almost 500. We provide a third of their budget and they provide, and thanks. Now, when you a say we, of, we, you and me, everybody watching. It was Nixon that first gave government money to Planned Parenthood. And since Nixon's day, it has been in every budget. And Trump, want, he wanted to uh, veto that budget, but because of the military and some other things, he did it under protest, but said he would never do another one That's that right. way. That's right. That's right. But it's it does have to end a million dollars a day. We, everybody watching, everybody out there, you give them a million dollars a day to abort a third of, uh, of the children that die every year from abortion. And how many children die on a daily basis? Um, in this hour, 105 children have died. Wow. Uh, about a little over 2,000 children die every day. That's a shame. Yeah, it is. A, I mean, the the numbers are so staggering that the things that you were describing about in Psalm 139 and others, I have to focus on that. I have to focus on the one, the loss of just one. That soul is more more valuable than the whole other created universe. Just one soul. The impact of that. What is God? Anybody who's a Christian should be really concerned about this. But even if you were to subtract the Christian, the religious, the biblical mm. foundation, did you know our social security system oh, is yeah. crashing because that's right. of the population? Now we have more older people mm-hmm. than we have younger. And a lot of that's due to abortion that's and right. stuff. The social security would be completely different if we had mm-hmm. 60 million other people in the system yeah. playing. And on and on you could go. The ripple that's effects right. through society are just Phenomenal. They are. They are huge. And I, I think the joy that that people don't know 
is coming. And what I mean by that is as our as Roe starts to get gutted or overturned, and we have laws that will be passed that will save human lives and address the plight of mothers, that um, that it will take care of itself. It's everybody's terrified of that, especially because of the feminist left, because they're they'll 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 be screaming louder than they ever have before. We need to be ready for that, and we need to be projecting a beautiful vision of what really is going to happen, and that is um, that's going to be the story of all these little children in their mother's wombs. I have had people say that if we were to overturn Roe versus Wade, it could be another civil war, and mm-hmm. because of that, they're just saying we can't do it. But then I ha- as we were discussing this, another person came in and says, well, wasn't uh, ending slavery worth a civil war? Yeah, same. And, <laughs> this is the same thing. The and, same. you know, regardless of what the response are, yeah. we've got to do what's right. It, and it does test your mettle. It's all been theoretical because we've been living under a row for 40-something years. Now it's the real thing. Do we really believe each of these children was sent by God for a purpose? Do we really think that? If we do, we can't fail to act. Just the fact that we can't see them doesn't mean that they're less human. We're not seeing them. They're they're the same as any of the slaves that we were trying to free, and they're the same as you and me. So we use the verses in Psalms 139. Let me use this in Jeremiah 1, 4 through 5. It says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Man, God didn't say this to just a hunk of flesh, a fetus. This was a person. He had a purpose and plan and knew them when they were still in their mother's womb. You know what has occurred to me as my vocation in this has unfolded over time, too, is how important each of those children are as teachers to us. And and I'll explain what I mean by that. What I mean is that um, how you treat the least of these, you've treated me, right? So these, there's nothing le- less than the unborn child, nothing more powerless than the unborn child in the room. And then, and then he says, um, unless you you are like one of these, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Um, and when and when he his the apostles ask. Who, who will be the greatest in the kingdom of God? He plops a child down right in the middle of all of them. He's saying over and over and over, be like these little ones, be like the least of these. And when we have eliminated them, we can't learn from that. We think we're so smart. You know, yeah. we think we know everything. We need to be learning from the children every single day. And we can't yeah. if they're not here. Look at the cover of this album <laughs> and this cute little baby and stuff and you know what when you abort a child you are aborting this this they, well no that's not a child yet yes it is these scriptures that we're using show that and one of the reasons that it, it that people do it is cuz they don't see the child that's right and you know the pregnancy centers i've started a couple of pregnancy centers in this area and they all have sonograms mm-hmm. and the stats are that when a woman comes in they don't tell you that you cannot get an abortion yeah. but they tell you that they believe the best is to choose life and one of the things that they do is show a sonogram of that child and you would probably know the exact statistics on on the percentage that once they see the sonogram yeah i forget I what it was yeah. but it's huge it's it like is. 70 80 90 yeah. percent once they see the That's child right. and it's no longer something they can't see all of a sudden 
-hmm. they decide to give birth to it's that child. It's not theoretical anymore. And that has really changed society. It's why um, the, the pro-lifers are younger and younger now because, you know, they saw their little brother on the, on the refrigerator um, long before he was born. They had a name yeah. for him. Um, and it doesn't change just because uh, your idea of that person changes. In a landmark ruling, the Supreme Court today legalized abortions. The majority in cases from Texas and Georgia said that the decision to end a pregnancy during the first three months belongs to the woman and her doctor, not the government. Children are heritage from the Lord. He knit me together in my mother's womb. Before he formed me, he knew me. Before I was born, he sanctified me. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed with with something unalienable rights. That a man needs a life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Remember, it's my choice. It's our choice. It's a baby choice. It's God's choice, not yours. Choose life. Amen. That's the baby? Wow. So that's really all going on right now. Yeah. It, it looks like an actual baby. Uh-huh. I hope that you've enjoyed these programs with Marjorie. I tell you, it was powerful. And we are offering you some resources. On this little USB right here, we have uh, three interviews with two of the women are abortion survivors. One was a saline abortion that caused disfigurement and physical problems. The other one uh, is a woman that survived an abortion. And then we also have an interview of a woman whose daughter died during an abortion. This is gonna be a great resource for you. And then we have this as our free gift to you that has scriptures in there that we used against abortion and also a lot of statistics. So all of this will be a blessing to you. I encourage you to get these products and to share the good news about how we are coming to an end of Roe versus Wade in the United States. Today you viewed a portion of Andrew's interview with Marjorie Dan and Felser. The interview in its entirety is available on a special Choose Life USB flash drive. Also included on this flash drive, you'll find several more interviews and testimonies relating to abortion. This Choose Life USB flash drive will be accompanied by the Observing All Things booklet that contains many statistics and scriptures with regard to abortion and other social issues. You can get these valuable resources today for a gift of just $20 or more. Also, Andrew would like to offer you the Observing All Things booklet absolutely free. Go to awmi.net to receive this free offer today. Our helpline number is 719-635-1111. If the lines are busy, remember you can order ministry materials or become a Grace Partner 24 hours a day, seven days a week at awmi.net. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. When you partner with Andrew Womack Ministries, you're not only changing the world through Gospel Truth Television and Karis Bible College, a portion of your gifts go into over 40 other ministries. Ministries like Choices, a pregnancy center that has teamed up with our Karis students to help countless mothers make the right decision. When a young woman comes to us thinking she might be pregnant, we offer free, all of our services are free and confidential, pregnancy tests, 
ultrasound. We have two nurses on staff, but the goal is to allow the Holy Spirit to lead. And when a young woman is in crisis, we know abortion is a choice that's often made out of fear. She would never willingly choose that, but she feels she has no option but that. And so we give her a safe place to come, talk through her strengths, her resources. Teller County averages about 120 births per year. And last year alone, we had 92 young moms and dads in our parenting program. So Andrew Womack Ministries has just been uh, foundational as a monthly donor for nearly 30 years, but then also when we purchased each of these buildings and expanded one of our buildings, Andrew Womack Ministries helped us in that capital campaign tremendously. So we're very grateful for all the support through the years. You know, becoming a partner with Andrew Womack Ministries helps us to help these organizations lack choices. Join with us and become a Grace Partner today.